And we're back. And we're going to give you the Game Week 12 uh, post-match recap. Uh, what happened in the Premier League on Saturday, November 10th, and November 11th on Sunday. So, first game up, Cardiff-Brighton. What do you think, Flodo? Uh, I think I was wrong with my, my guess. I said Brighton was going to win. Uh, this week has been a uh, kind of a, a week that you didn't expect in the Premier League. A lot of teams that you thought would gain points, drop points. Uh, Cardiff coming out attacking against Brighton and winning the game. Uh, like a like a championship match, kind of. It was kind of messy. Yeah. Dunk uh, with a good header to start it off. Only in the fifth minute. Um, and then we had the... 80s porn star Kalen Patterson put put a goal in himself. Yeah, that mustache. Oh, it's got to go. I thought he was Hitler for a second. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. It was pretty messed up. <laughs> I think he needs to talk to his fashion designer or something like that. <laughs> got to rethink that He's one. He's going to be the next face of Gillette. That's actually a good idea. See? Why not? So, uh, he had a good goal on his part. Um, and then all the way 91st minute, a FIFA-type goal. Definitely. Suleiman Bamba. Not to be uh, confused with Mo Bamba. Uh, he put it in. He had his bicycle kick off the post. Then ricocheted. Another hit. And then Bamba put it in. Taking over shirt. Celebration. Three points for Cardiff. Yellow cards. Three points for Cardiff. That's fantastic. Glenn Murray, where was he? That's all right. You know, he, you know he's got to take a day off once in a while. All right. Let's move on to the next game. Huddersfield West Ham. Huddersfield at home. Yeah, you know, I thought West Ham would take this one. Um, it was one-one game. Uh, we had um, who was that? Felipe Anderson put it in for West Ham. Right, he's been on fire for them. Yeah, he's been doing really good. You think he's going to keep up his form? Definitely. Why so? Because they're using that formation where they have to use their wings, and their wings come in. And Felipe Anderson looks like the guy you want to give the ball because he's confident on the ball, and he just mm-hmm. looks like he's going to make something happen. I mean, he could cross, he could shoot, he could dribble, you know, get the ball around Notovic if he wants. Definitely the player you want on his team. Maybe, you know, if he has a really good season, maybe he moves on. I think he could move on. Yeah. Uh, Well, if Yarmolenko comes in, gives a good impact as well, kind of evens the playing field. Yeah, the right side of the field has been a little bit quiet. Yeah. Well, they're playing with that that new kid, Dion Ghana. I never really heard of him. Yeah, same. He got substituted, like, right after 46 minutes or so. Um, so, I mean, they're really lacking on the right, but right. they're doing what they can with Felipe Anderson. Uh, Arnautovic a bit quiet. Still played well. Uh, and then, you know, Huddersfield just won one. So, interesting. They got Kept a goal. it close. They need you know, points. Huddersfield staying alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to Leicester Burnley. First game back at home for Leicester after the, uh, incident with the president. Um... Was a uh, back and forth kind of game, you know, zero zero kind of game. No one could really break through, right? Um, maybe you know, with Madison out, Leicester missing a, another attacking threat, some yeah. X factor, missing the creativity. You know, I mean, they're sitting at tenth. Uh, they're two points away to ninth place with Everton. So if they win their next game, Everton lose, they jump jump up to ninth. They'll be. Actually, above Man United, if the goal differential stands. So, and we'll get into that when we talk about Man United yeah. game. But that's really interesting. Leicester's in good pole position to be a, 
a high-placed team. So we'll see how they uh, kind of prove themselves throughout the week. Don't think they'll be top six. Uh, no, no, yeah, I don't, of course I don't not. believe so. May, I don't even actually think they'll be top eight, maybe. I don't think so. Uh, I think they'll end around 10th, how yeah, they are now. I think that. Well, Burnley did a good job not letting in goals today. About time? Yeah. Yeah, they uh, decided to play some defense, so that was nice. So they definitely needed that, and obviously an extra point for them. A uh, big shocker to me was uh, Bournemouth Newcastle. Newcastle at home. Bournemouth got that wrong. Yeah, Bournemouth dropping points, and Newcastle and Rafa Benitez, you know. My man Rafa. Him and uh, Rondon doing some work in the yeah, back room. Some good magic. And uh, Newcastle definitely got two points. They needed two goals they needed. And another three points to hopefully get them out of rele- relegation. Yeah. I mean, Ronda put himself on the map. Uh, his first goal, not too shabby. Right. You know, hits it the first time, comes back, puts it in. So at least, you know, he uh, put that goal in on the second try. Right. And then that header was just yeah, phenomenal. What a, what a power header that was. I think that was Yedlin that gave the ball in. Or Dummett, I don't remember. No, Kennedy. Kennedy, it yes. Was Kennedy. It was Kennedy. So Kennedy gave that nice ball in. Nice whipped in ball, and then Rondon just put it put it home. Um, Bournemouth, yeah, they didn't look too good. Yeah, they didn't look as uh, threatening as against Man United. Yeah, um, they, they had that set piece goal from Lerma, right? Uh, Fraser taking the corner, but I mean on the field they didn't look too great. Uh, Brooks tried to kind of overdo it with a penalty call, didn't get it, so they just didn't come out to play. Either that or. Rafa was just ready. Right. I mean, Rafa good defensively, but uh, I guess if Bournemouth really wants to be taken to the next level, they got to win those games, you know? And they definitely can. They definitely could be that, you know, that team that has that does the upsets. Like uh, Southampton, when Ronald Koeman was there, he was being the top six with Southampton. I know. So, you know, what Bournemouth can do team? that, you know? Adds to the suspense of the league. I mean, they, they have the weapons for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could definitely pull through. But we'll see. I mean, that's why we love the Premier League. You just have these games that are just like, where did that even come from? Newcastle hasn't been doing that great right. out of nowhere. They just take down one of the bigger teams in the league. That's so. been this whole week. All the little teams getting points. Yeah. Um, now moving back on to Southampton after we just mentioned them. You what know, a game. From, yeah. What a game. Upsets on both sides. Yeah, Southampton scoring in uh, field to play, not in a dead ball situation, you know. About time. Right. Yeah. Uh, Gambiadini scoring in the rain. Mm-hmm. Hopefully then, he gets his form back. Yeah, we'll see. I think he has it. He had that left-footed shot from outside the box. Almost made it. Right. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, two controversial calls. In a way, I'm glad both of them happened because they kind of cancel each other out. Right. But terrible call by the refs. Uh, the first one was the penalty, right? Yeah. Um, that was on uh, Chalaba? Correct. I believe so. Terrible penalty. 100% mm-hmm. penalty, and they didn't even call it. So that was bad, because it could have been 1-1 Watford. And then you had on the other side, Char- Charlie Austin. Yep. Puts a goal in. They say, oh, Yoshida is blocking the field of view for the goalie. Which he wasn't even in front of the ball. Yeah, a total BS. Did you see the uh, the post game with Charlie Austin? No. He was fl- flipping out. It was a good goal. He was flipping out. It would have been like, big three points. If we had a ref that actually knows what he's doing, pretty much what he said. Yeah, poor game for the ref. Even uh, um, even I was watching the Southampton coach uh, interview, and he said he said the same thing, but he also said they did even a terrible job on their part because they could have called the penalty as well. 
So he acknowledged both right. both mess ups. Mm-hmm. He wasn't you know biased. So you know, let's see if they get a FA ban. But since it's not Jose Mourinho, they probably won't. So why is that? Because if Jose Mourinho opens up his mouth and says anything about a ref, he gets a ban. I mean, I guess so. But still, I mean, it was good points. Yeah, you know? it, it, oh, it is a good point. It's the truth. A good point. It's like, the truth. You're literally ruining the game. Right. It was just uh, let's not take it out of the referee, but it was a poor game by him. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, listen. We don't normally like to blame the referees, right. but if it's something blatant, I mean, right. going to take the blame. The two team. bad calls. You yeah. know, what yeah. are you going to do? Someone's going to, you know. Right. It's fair to give that blame, so. It's true. So, I mean, you know, I think at the end of the day, they both lucked out with the 1-1. Right. Because, like I said, if both calls are made, it'd probably still end the same way. So. Probably, yeah. Um, you know. Singing a penalty and then, obviously, the Boston goal. So, what do you think about Watford? Uh, as far as form. You know, I always like them every year. Um, I always think they could do well. They always look threatening. Um, they've been on and off in form, you know, starting big in the beginning of the season, then dipping a little bit, having a big game again, and then dipping a little bit. Yeah, there's nothing. It's nothing too consistent. Um, what are they missing? Anything in specific? Well, you know, when they were scoring big, they had they had uh, what was his name? Igalo. Yeah. Remember? He yeah, I thought he was doing well. Yeah, he was scoring almost every game. And then where did he go? He went to he went to China and Greece, I think too. I think he went to Olympiacos. And then he went to China, right? Quick, quick transfer. He makes some money, right? Yeah, I mean Watford don't have a big. Stri- I mean, they have Gray. You know, they have the most successful striker in the world, Isaac Success. Well, Isaac Success, you know, he's been he's actually been doing Man. good. You know, we haven't brought it up, but he's he's my fan favorite. Well, no, I mean they have strikers, they just don't use them. Well, they have Troy Deeney and Andre Gray. Well, Troy Deeney's more like a cam, a center forward, maybe. I but mean, Gray, but Gray is good, but you know. Deeney's watch for proven. Gray has, hasn't been around this season, I guess. I don't know what's going on with Gray. I think he yeah. was in Burnley before. So, maybe honestly. He's just, trying to, he's just trying to fit in the system, maybe. That, I don't know. I know. think I think they're missing, they're missing defense. I think they don't have, like, a foundation to work off of. Okay. So, I mean, they have talent. You know, you have Delafeo on your wing. You got Pereira working up top. You got Dini going up there too, and then you even have CDM with Ducure, and then Chalobah is pretty promising. So you can't ask for too much as far as talent in the midfield and the and the attack, right? But I mean, their left backs and right backs are the ones who usually get them the goals, get them assists. Mostly Holibas, yeah, yeah, Holibas and, and Kiko on fire. From, Kiko gets them assists, or yeah. sometimes goals too. You know, so their wing backs are deadly. I think but, it's the center backs. I mean, Mariapa's not that great. Yeah. Cathcart. Who's Cathcart? Cathcart usually gets a card every game, maybe let something go. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not really convinced of that. They need a better center back duo. And there's well, a lot out there. I mean, it's not like... Right, they have a like lot of choose flooded that, Right. You know, they could definitely get somebody good. I mean, it's kind of like Everton getting Yeti Mina. Yeah, it was a solid pickup. You know, Everton's obviously higher class than Wofford. Are they, though? Yeah, 100%. I mean... They're more known than Wofford, but they're not. Yeah, that but they've been in the Premier League for longer, and they yeah. definitely have a bigger budget, yeah. bigger fan base. They're more proven to stay in the Premier League. Yeah, of course. Sure. I mean, they always they always look like they have a chance to get in the Europa League, except for last year because I don't know what happened. I guess what I'm saying is, like at this point in time, they're both playing the same kind of football, okay. so they can both attract the similar players. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the team with the more rich of a history is going to get bigger players, but I think Wofford can pick up a few guys. Yeah, probably, but I definitely think Marco Silva is going to bring Everton to a uh, different stage in their career. Yeah. Marco Silva is definitely a good coach, and he's definitely going to 
figure out how to use all those players on that team. I mean, talking about Everton, we had the Chelsea-Everton game. Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts on that? Uh, Chelsea, again, not scoring. Um, They got to score. You got to score. I mean, yeah, they're they're third place. But, again, they have the problem where, you know, where are the goals going to come from? Hazard, Morata, Willian. You know, you had Willian missing two chances. Um, I got to say, Marcos Alonso, phenomenal. Yeah, he's probably Top the best, class. best left back in the league. I think so. Him uh, and Robertson, but him more so just his attacking presence is just unreal. Right, and he could put in a free kick too. That so. that set piece, so they mm-hmm. gave it into the ball, and he just did a one-time left foot. Stupid. He's a lanky guy. Yeah, he's, he's so done it countless good. times. Like, even in his first season, he's done the same exact goal. I guess he was just unlucky to not score that one. I might be wrong, but I thought he was left mid in Fiorentina. So maybe that's uh, why he's that. He could have been a he could have been a win ba- a wing back, you know, because how the Italians play. Yeah, you know, I think he would have been five on the back. Yeah, he could have finished the game off twice. Mm-hmm. He's Miss- definitely deadly. He adds something to the team. Miss of the week. Oh god! Come on, give me the miss. Bernard, of the week. man, Bernard, what a miss! I mean, that's actually like his second big miss in a, of the week in a row. I think last week he missed a big one too. I think he was he was running down the flank. He had the ball. Yeah, he did. It was last week. He was running down the flank. He got the ball in the box, and he passes the ball out. Out. He just passes the ball out instead of into the net. <laughs> he so, pressed A too early. Uh, yeah. Uh, future Fernando Torres on Chelsea. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's the second time he could have finished off the game. He could have finished it off. You couldn't even try that if you wanted to. Yeah. He gave that good old knee to the ground, kick it backwards, whatever happened, straight out of bounds. The best part was when in a slow motion, you just saw his facial expression as he's missing the ball and it's just bumbling around. It looked like the Titanic was going down. Yeah. Definitely, you got to finish those, especially in big games. But Chelsea need to score every game to stay up top. Obviously they're going to be top 4. I don't think they're going to move anywhere, but the fight for the champion, the fight for the championship, you got to score every game. Yeah. So you got to dig games out like uh like Tottenham, you know? Again, digging out scrappy. another game. So scrappy. Yeah, they uh coming with the kid who messed up last game. If Crystal Palace had Benteke or Zaha in, they definitely lost that game. They 100% lost that game if Zaha or uh Benteke was in. Yeah, what is up with that? Uh, just injuries, you know. Yeah? Zaha can't stay fit. He's, well, he's always getting knocked, you know, so it's going to hurt. He had a hamstring, right? Yeah, so he does so much for that team. Freaking Foyth. Yeah, he's had. So he's actually had two pretty poor games for Tottenham. Obviously, he's just thrown in there as a center back, having his debut a couple of weeks ago and making a mistake. Making a mistake in each game that he plays, but then bailing out his team with... Uh, with the three court, points. Yeah, with so. the corner kick goal. I mean, he, he completely messed up last game, had the two penalties, but they didn't lose any points. It was a 3-2. Right, Tottenham are just always slipping by by one goal. And that that's important because they're fourth place, 27 points. They're still at the top on games that they should have dropped. They've won by one. Right. So that's huge for them. I that's mean, why people don't talk about them because it's not exciting football. Right. It's, it's, this is just a season for Tottenham just to stay in the top four. Uh, just trying to stay alive and keep afloat as the season goes by, so waiting for their new stadium, waiting for new players, because this is just going to be, you know, try and keep the Titanic alive Yeah, for the season. You think a lot of trust gets put into Foyth until Vertonghen returns? Uh, They don't have anybody else. I guess not. They don't. And he's Argentinian, so you know Pochettino. He's probably going to like the kid. Yeah. Uh, they... 
They don't have they don't have a replacement. That's Tottenham's problem. They're never going to win the Premier League if they don't have depth. Great team, great team. You put the starting eleven can compete with almost anybody. They got to buy. They put extra money into the into the stadium. Extra money that would have been for their transfers into the stadium. Right. And then you say, oh, well, how are you going to buy if you're paying for the stadium? That's not our problem. Like, right. So Maybe don't get a stadium then. What's the point of getting a stadium? New stadium. If you can't produce, who wants to go watch? They always have their fans. But I'm just saying. But it's to get them to the next level. I you need it. the stadium. But you need the players more than the stadium. I mean, they can't do what Arsenal did. You know, they got the players before the stadium. I guess Tottenham sort of did that, but Arsenal got the players before they left uh, Highbury. Okay. They got the players. And well, they and they still built. So, you know, obviously Arsenal, bigger club. But, but I'm saying, you know, it's a shame. You got these group of guys. They're giving you consistent football. They're getting mm-hmm. you second, third place. And a coach out. that's giving you consistent right. football. You're going to lose Pochettino if you can't keep it going. He, You're going to lose everybody. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely going to stay. I don't think he's going to go. I'm just he saying. He loves the club too you much. You think a guy like Erickson is going to want to stick around with just watching the team not change and right. just... Having to pick up all the slack. I mean, slack. that's why he always has those transfer rumors about leaving. But he's he's going to stay too. I think they're all got. They're going to stay for this year. If nothing changes, maybe someone will go the year after. I think something will change. I think they will make the transfers. We're just saying if they don't, mm-hmm. they're doomed. Yeah, I mean, you're you're trying to build a dynasty without trying to spend money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not happening. Yeah, you can't have a low budget. Well, let's hope that their stadium comes through finishes and then they could start buying and be another threat for the top six yeah um that's the i never think they're gonna win beautiful. a championship no offense tottenham fans you just you should just support another club i guess oh gosh um <laughs> well no look i know how it feels so i think spurs got it i it just it's like kind of stepping on eggshells you know you, you have to be careful right now there are certain decisions they need to make to change up the club they can really develop the dynasty. They just have to make the transfers. You give that team depth, they're going to be really good. And now next season, you're not going to have the World Cup. So you're not going to have your players going far. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they won't be as tired. Because you could just see. they're. I mean, you know, you can't blame anything on being tired. But Yeah, and it's not like the Tottenham owner's a poor owner. He's great owner. Yeah, I you know, I So he's it. really good at keeping the money in the club and not overspending and keeping that club afloat. And keeping them in good form, he just has to give Pochettino money next season. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, and then our boys, well, my boys. Oh well, yeah, definitely your boys. The Reds coming in two zero win. Interesting game. Uh, it was a slow start. We were pretty dominant. I uh, got to give props to two players on Fulham. Uh, Sergio Rico played really well. Had some good saves. Some saves right to him. Salah should have put it away. But, I mean, you know, he he came when they needed him. He can't really do much about the two goals. Just unreal technique. Now, and then the other person, Ryan Sessegnon. He's promising. You know, he knows how to dribble. He knows how to give that good touch. He just didn't put it away. He had that one-on-one. He rounded up Joe Gomez. Made Joe Gomez look like he didn't know what he was doing. And then he just went with his trusty left foot, but opposite corner, and he missed. So if he put that in, that was one nothing Fulham. And I think at this stage, with Liverpool trying to bring themselves up, and you know the top three being frustrated, if they got that one nothing from the beginning, and after losing from Red Star, it would have been tough to come back. So 
Yeah, I was so glad he missed that one. Definitely some whispers would have started if you guys lost that game. Some oh, little, yeah. little bit of commotion. That's always going to happen. Um, Shakiri, you think he's you you uh you brought him up a couple of podcasts ago how he's going to be your big uh, X factor this season, right? right? You think he is the key to keeping the title chances alive with all the uh, African nations going to be coming up, everything like that. Well, uh, not just him, but yeah, I mean, he's one of the keys. You know, we were talking about when everyone was so hype about the top three and how good they were doing last season, one of the things I kept saying to myself is, that's great, but what happens if somebody gets injured? You know, who's going to come in? You're not putting Lalana. We watched that in Champions yep. League final. Put in Lalana for Salah. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. It's not and happening. even against Red Star Belgrade, he wasn't ready. Yeah, so... Um, you know, he's really important. He's giving you depth. His technique is just getting better by game. You saw him at Stoke. He was able to put Stoke on his back. Mm-hmm. But now that he's integrated into, like, a quality team, he's able to pull up his own weight, you know? And now remember, at Stoke, he was the man of the show. You know, and Shakiri is a very uh, prideful player, we'll say. Sure. You know, and coming to Liverpool, $15 million bargain, right. whatever it was. Best bargain. Um, he now joined a team where he's not the star man. And, you you know, you kind of wondered, you know, is he really going to like it? But I think now that he's with a team, again, that has promise, has the ability to win something, he's okay to fit inside the team as a regular player. 100%. Um, and definitely even having that little, you know, that pride, that, uh, that cockiness to him. When he comes in, he's going to want to show himself to everybody that he's still like the man you know even though he's not the man of the team that he's a great player yeah and i think that definitely adds to liverpool's game and gives them a little extra boost when he's on the field well you know what i you could see it from how he plays Mm -hmm. he doesn't play the same as he is in stoke Mm -hmm. he knows he can't hold on to the ball but again he gets extremely excited if he can make that play Mm -hmm. if he can give the ball to salon salah puts it in he's ecstatic that means he did his job and he had a good ball. Salah didn't put it away, you know, in the beginning. So, okay, you know, that happens. But he's really coming up big. He's working on his technique. He's being, he's being composed. He's playing phenomenal. That how, goal, great. How do you like how when Shakiri's in, Salah's moved a little more forward. And since then, he's been scoring more goals. Right. So he does, he kind of off, off on the right a little bit of Firmino where he gets to play off of him a little bit more because... Firmino right now this season is probably like a plank of wood. You just bounce the ball off of him, he'll give you it. Um, he's not scoring goals, we know that. So he's kind of just used as a false nine, basically. Yeah. You know, essentially for Mane and Salah to get in that box and uh, score. So definitely, you think a better position for Salah to be all the way up there instead of having to track back and, you know. I mean, you know, if you were talking about creating goals, obviously, you know, he's closer to the net. He's less running for him to do. Uh, he becomes a star for feeding the balls to him so yeah i mean when you put in shakiri it's like what we talked about if firmino was in form you need that third person to be worried about Mm -hmm. and when shakiri's in there he's the third guy you can't just leave him open he has a good left foot he'll put it in and then he could also feed it and you know what Mane's now you know he had a good shot so we're getting there you think um you know now with this new formation, this new lineup that he's been putting on, it's been working pretty well. You think he's going to start using it against top six teams, or he's going to play a little more safer, like he usually has been now this season against top six? Um, 
That's a good question. Because, you know, he's always been about to tack. You know, last season, I think he would have used it. But I don't think this season. I think as long as he preserves his press, it doesn't matter. As long as the players do the press, they know how they play, you know, they'll be fine. So, you know, this game, they put Firmino more in a central role. They had Salabi striker, in a sense. You know, Shakiri on the right side. So, it's working out. If it's working out, I'm not worried. I know Klopp's doing, so we'll see how it pans out. Uh, we'll move on to Arsenal Wolves. Uh, two exciting attacking teams. Um, 1-1 game. Very uh-huh. exciting. Uh, I thought Wolves could have took it if they buried some of their chances. I think Leno getting a little bit lucky from the crossbar. Um, again, Arsenal um, just disappearing for a little bit during the game. You know, still getting used to the system the coach wants. What do you think about Wolves? I love Wolves. Play well? Play well, always attacking, always moving down the wings, getting it into the box, always creating chances, passing on the floor, passing in the air. You know, they have a really good system. And, you know, they should be higher up if they just finish their chances. You know? They yeah. could have won a lot of games. Yeah. They could have beat Man United. They could have beat Man City. I mean, even like Brighton, they lost one nothing. Right. Spurs was 3-2. I mean, they're really close. They're just missing that final link. I mean, just think about it. They would have beat a majority top six teams. I know. I think they did beat, uh, what's it called? A Tottenham. Or was that Watford that lost, uh, that beat Tottenham during the beginning of the season? Mm, I don't remember. But... But still, you know, still a very solid team. And what uh, what the Portuguese coach is doing there, bringing in all those Portuguese players, they're all linking up really well. You know, it's a very fluid system. And adding so many players to the team this season and they're still playing well is, is huge. Yeah, I think you give them time and they'll really come through and get better form. They'll pick up some steam. They're just missing, you know, just that little something, that little spark. Helder Costa's getting better as we go. Uh... Raul Jimenez is getting involved. Whether he's not scoring, he's assisting. So, I think it's just a matter of time. They'll start gaining some confidence when they start beating some smaller teams. And then once the big games come, maybe they'll just put in that one extra goal and they'll be ready, you know? Yeah, Jimenez always has chances. Sometimes he just misses. If he can finish them off. Yeah. I mean, he just needs to develop, that's all. Mm-hmm. Um, Arsenal starting with Aubameyang and Lacazette again and it not going to plan. You know, you got those two guys in. One goal only from them. Arsenal's so Arsenal. Like, and it's Mkhitaryan saving the day. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't even that convincing of a goal, to be honest. Right. I mean, so, Rui Patrizio just, he didn't, he didn't judge it correctly. One in the right. I mean, a goal's a goal. Don't get me wrong. Right, right, I right. like Mickey a lot. I think he's one of the best center mids or cams in the game. Right. Or at least in the prem. Uh, but you can't have big names like that and be so hot and cold. And that's just the Arsenal way, being hot and cold as of late. Yeah, they're they're definitely doing better than when they had Arsene Wenger of late. But, uh, you know, there just there has to be consistency with that top that top area. And again, Ozil, not in best form again. Ozil who? I don't see him. Captain, he's got he's to gotta make more. He's got to make more. What do you think they're missing? Or what's, a defense. what's wrong? They're missing center backs. That's all they need. Center backs. Everything else is fine. 
They they bought everything else. Lucas Torreira has been amazing for them. Lucas Torreira, he's really good. He's he's awesome. He's not only holding down your midfield, but some of his shots lately have been yep. really impressive. Yep. Young kid. Yeah, he's solid. Uruguayan, you know, really good buy pickup from Arsenal, you know. Uh, they just need center backs. Yeah. The, the attack will link up. It's their first transition series, uh, period. The attack will link up. It's going to happen. Just give it, a, give it a few more months, maybe a few weeks, and they'll, they'll figure it out because it keeps changing around. If you keep changing around your top three, your top four, right. you know, they're never going to get situated to it, which, is, which brings us up to our next game, which is Man City, Man United. Wait, before we get to that, though, yeah. I just want to bring up a couple things. Okay. So, one... Correction from last podcast. Okay. We said Alex Iwobi uh-huh. got injured. Okay. It was Danny Welbeck. So that Danny was... Welbeck got a fracture, remember? But wasn't that during the um, uh, Europe League? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. But he broke his ankle, so we said right. Alex Iwobi. Oh, okay. I just remember that just looking at the, uh, the lineups. So that's one thing. The second thing is, you know, you can't really just rely on Mustafi and Robert Holding. You know, that no. can't be your basis. So yeah, you're Robert right. Holding young guy and Mustafi's just been terrible. I think Bellerin's getting a lot of bad reviews because he may be just picking up on some slack too. So he seems like he's better on the attack transition. He gets it. You know, he's involved. Um he's always I mean, he's always been a good defender. So you know, I don't watch the games very closely. I don't watch Arsenal games in and out, but I think you're right about the center back. So we'll see if they make a signing. Uh, and if that changes anything for them, and you know they have Ganduzi on the bench, yeah, um, but, uh, both wing outs get usually caught out. I mean, Kolasinic didn't have a good game. Yeah, yeah. So I think you put Socrates, you put him back in, get another center back, maybe sell off Mustafi. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have a good basis of a team. I don't think you go to a championship with a Kolasinic as a left back, but you're not going to a championship with that back four. Yeah, it's not good enough. Yeah, so I mean. They got the attackers, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, big game of the week. So the yeah, biggest one. Big game of the week was a uh, big letdown. I was it, so upset. It just showed the difference between the two Man- Man- Manchester teams. You know, uh, yeah. there's a reason why, you know, Man United is the same difference same difference from the bottom to the top right now. And Man City showed them exactly why. You know, 3-1, yeah. you know, just passing around Man United. And going back to... Arsenal not having the same attackers each game. Man United never having the same top three this whole season. Uh, I mean, you see it. You know, Rashford up front, Martial are in form on the left, and then Lingard on the right, who just came back from injury a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Lingard having not a good game. He wasn't ready for that game. Uh, Rashford making great runs with Martial, and us not having a midfielder that can, you know, give the ball through the channel, you know, give a pass to a run. They're just too they're just too scared to give that ball through the middle to make that make that opportunity. Uh, just an opportunity, a chance. It doesn't matter if it doesn't get to him. Just give him just give him the, the, the pass. Like it doesn't have to get to him, but you know, it'll worry the defenders that they'll give the ball to that run. Right. You know, Rashford and Martial are making great runs every time. And they get free. They just gotta give the ball. And their hair Forgot how to pass that game. Honestly, great. Okay, great defensive work. Great defensive work, but well, Herrera got amnesia. Oh my god! <laughs> he had such a bad knock. He didn't even know where he was. He couldn't pass the ball to save his life. Yeah, it was like 
when they substituted Kevin De Bruyne in last Man City game, and De Bruyne didn't have a completed pass. Basically, he was just passing the ball away. Herrera looked like Tom Hanks when he woke up in Castaway. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, what I have to say is, you know, you're coming out of. You're gonna be bad at me, but a non-convincing win against Juventus. One hundred percent non-convincing okay. win. You got some people saying, "Well, you know, they're that good, so that's why you know they beat Juventus." Yada yada. No, absolutely I, not. I'm not saying you did, but I'm just yeah. saying in general. You know, you're gonna have that side. I knew it was not convincing. Most people did. They come in. They're playing a big game. I hate them. Yet I needed them to make a freaking result. Right. And they decide. Well, I guess we show our true colors and we get exposed, and that's what happened. And you know, watching the game. I think the knock from Herrera was a big deal. Maybe he didn't get a concussion, but it looked like it in the beginning. Right, it did. It so looked like he didn't know where he was. He was for playing a slower. He right. wasn't giving the ball fast enough. He just he was not transitioning. The other thing was Lingard, completely not his position. Right. I think Mourinho, Mourinho always has a great game plan. As much right. as you can hate the guy, right. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He has an awesome game plan. Most of the time, it's ugly football with defense. But you know what? I, I think Guardiola saw this coming. And at the same time, it was almost like Mourinho kind of had his hands tied in what he could choose. And playing Lingard in the right wing, he was not linking up at all. Every time the ball comes to him, it was individualistic. He thought he had to dribble too much. Well, they had no support. You had Rashford behind the 45. So once one of those players got the ball, who's he going to pass it to? Right. And I mean, I'm not blaming Lingard. I, right. All I'm saying is... And he wasn't ready for the game. And, and you Two know, starts in, in the whole season, he's been injured. Yeah, you know, it's the first time we started with those three. Now, question for you: What do you think about the midfield choice? Who, I, I would have liked. He had to play. He had to play Matic, Fellaini, and, and Herrera. Herrera. Why? Herrera for stability. Matic because of the defensive work, and Fellaini because I guess he wanted the more bulky sensation in the midfield than Fred. Now, because they're playing, they're playing the counterattack. They have three fast players up top, right? So they're obviously playing the counterattack. They don't, they can't do anything else. So they're trying to hold from the midfield to the defense back, sturdy, get the ball, and just play it up forward to one of the three attackers and make a play. But see, that's not going to work because you don't have a midfielder that's fluid enough to make that transition. You don't have a plug button there to make that attacking passing ball. Matic doesn't pass attacking. You know, Fulani. I've only seen him pass the ball five yards. Uh, Herrera didn't know how to pass that game. You know, so you have these three great attacking players. All young, all talented, all great individually. But if you're going to start your counterattack from the 45, you're not going to score. Right. You're not. Is that the reason they lost? They lost because they honestly suck. They suck. Bold words. They're not like, okay, we won a couple of games. Uh back uh from back down down goals right but they're a terrible team like, okay not terrible you know and to expectation right there's there's no this is not a united team yeah uh you know like i'm not worried to play this team at all right which is sad because individually they're all great players individually yeah. in every single one of their positions they're all super players. You wouldn't want to take any of these players on one on one, right? Except for maybe Lukaku because they don't know how to do it anymore. <laughs> um, I think him. But and like, you have this team, and you know why? Why can't they play well together? 
you know, why don't they look like they have a plan when they go out there? Why does it look like they're just using their individual characteristics to make a goal? And that's basically what it is. Literally, that's that's how it feels. When they're playing, Pablo does a great play. Okay, you're playing Rashford's in that position in the striker area. He scores because he's in the area. He's playing striker, all right? Martial gets the ball. Left mid, you know, left side of the box. He takes a traditional shot, goes in after a play of brilliance, right? So it's usually just the ability of a Man United player to make a goal. It's never a a team, team play, you know? There's never, like, playing it from the back, which Mourinho says we can't because we don't have the defenders. Okay, we don't have the defenders. You know, we have Lindelof playing uh, right center back as a left foot, so... You know, I mean, left center back as a left foot, so it's kind of harder for him to play from the back, apparently. Um, you know, you, you, we definitely need a new center back. We definitely need a new center back. Yeah. I think the board not not letting him buy a center back, and then the season starting the way it was, um, definitely shows now. Negative one goal differential. Negative one gold differential. I can't believe I'm looking at when it. When have you Fantastic. seen that ever from a United team? <laughs> yeah. You know, when have you seen United so low in the past, you know, 10 years, we'll say? Put in perspective, Wolves negative one gold differential. Right. Wolves negative goal, one gold <laughs> oh, differential. Gosh. And they should have scored a lot more. It's not yeah. like we deserve to score a lot more. We come in the second half and we score two goals and we're all happy because we came back. But really, we're a very lucky team. Because we have the money to buy great players, and the great players are saving us. Support for for your argument with defense. Yeah. Now, if you look at their goal differential, right? Mm-hmm. You say, all right, negative one. Clearly, they're obviously not scoring more than they're getting scored on, right? How many goals are they scoring? They scored twenty. How many Man City? Thirty six. Now you start saying, all right, then they probably haven't scored enough as much as the top six. So there's no way they're allowed to be in there. Well, guess what? Take another look at it. Tottenham have 20 goals. Right. Tottenham are fourth. What's the difference? Good you defense. Look, look, defense. They only let up 10, 10 goals, Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Man United 21. So, they're leaky right now. And you can't blame the goalie. Right. David De Gea is the best goalie there is. And all his go- all the goals aren't his fault. It's literally the defense's fault. And because you know what? By letting them get in the box. Out of your four that you played this game, who's the man that you like the most? In the defense? Would you keep any of them? Oh, 100% keep Luke Shaw and Ashley Young. Ashley Young? Keep both of them. Phenomenal. Both of them are fantastic. You know, and I don't mind Smalling, even though people are like, oh, Smalling's bad, Smalling's poor, you know, he's always out of position, he's always getting beat. You know, yeah, but he's pretty consistent. You know, and Lindelof isn't bad, but they're just these moments in the game where they just get lost. They just get lost. Lindelof just had two, a couple good games... I'm not, uh, he's not a quality player. He's young. You got to give him time. Okay, but he's not a Man United. He's not a top six type of right. player. That's the man that needs to go to Wolves. Well, that's who we bought. And just think, that's who we what bought two years buy. ago. We didn't buy a big center back. We didn't buy a big right back, you know. The only big buy we had was who, Pogba? The only? I mean, that was I mean from the Jose Mourinho era, besides for Zlatan and Mkhitaryan. Which Mkhitaryan has it gone. So the only one left, oh, and Lukaku. But I don't consider Lukaku a big buy. He hasn't proven <laughs> he anything to me. Buy, but... Yeah, he's just a big guy. 
<laughs> he's you know, a big guy, not a big guy. Big once we bought him, I knew, like, he's not a world-class striker. He's not your Robin Van Persie. He's not your Wayne Rooney. He's not your Ruben Estoroy. He's not your Thierry Amory. He's not your Suarez. He's not your Fernando Torres. He is not going to win you a title. And if you don't have a striker to win you a title, you don't have a striker to score you one, one goal a game, you're not going to win the title. If you don't have a defense that's going to be stable enough to hold goals with the best goalkeeper in the in the in the world, you're not gonna win. And David De Gea might leave. Why stay? He's about to enter in the prime of his year, and we have a leaker defense than Burnley. Okay, <laughs> why yeah. why are you gonna defense stay? Like a faucet. You know, well, you I know, mean, where are you gonna go? But why are you gonna stay? Well, you know, I he, think he too, has to win titles. I think also sometimes what you have to do is you step back and you think, what did we do right before? And what are we not doing that's, you know, bringing us back? You look at old Man U teams. Now, you can't compare them fully, obviously. Right. You're not going to have a top 11 like they do. Now the market's insanity. You're not going to sign 11 players that are like what you used to. You know, we did win the league with Tom Cleverly. Yeah, we don't like to think about that. So, <laughs> But, yeah, who is at the helm? That's yeah, the right, problem. exactly. So, But know. I guess what I'm trying to say is, coaching aside, because I think Mourinho is good, you're not going to get much better for the meantime, all right? Maybe you do because you say, you know, Mourinho, third season, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe in that. But whatever. You know, let's say that's your argument. You go out in the market, you try and get a new coach. I'm not convinced enough that it's going to change much. You're not going to get a Sir Alex Ferguson. So you look at the no. team. You need to have some anchors, right? You look at your midfield. I mean, Matic, you can't get better CDM. He plays in Mourinho's role, okay? Mm. You got to get Pugba, another mid. You put Pogba. Right? Fantastic. Unreal. And I think you're right. I think I think you have to offload two big players. I think you offload Lukaku. You offload but Sanchez. But then who are going to buy? You're going to start Rashford as a 10 every game? No. You offload him and Sanchez, right? Definitely need to offload that's, Sanchez. That's, that's a lot of money. That's mm-hmm. a lot of money. You can get quality players for less. But who are you going to buy? Who's I mean, somebody you would buy? Well, I don't know who Man United can attract, but... Anybody. How about Mato Icardi? Put him up top. He's, he's not going to leave Inter. Uh, we're just saying, if he does, that kind of quality is what you need. I he'll mean, score, I'd take him on the right wing. He'll score every time. You put Rashford and Martial next to him. See you later. Um, you know, pick up pick up Thomas Lamar. I mean, I know he just got picked up by right. Atletico, but you know, we're just talking about what quality is out there, what you could potentially end up getting in a couple of years. Pick up Thomas Lamar. That puts you some, somewhere different too. Kingsley Coleman. You know, I think if you... If you want to play with speed at the top, you can't have you can't have a big target man, and that's what you Mourinho, can't have a target man. That's what Mourinho likes. He likes that big, strong target man. He likes that Drogba character. You know, convince Mertens to leave. Could you imagine? Put Mertens there. That's another ball game. How are you gonna see Man United with Lukaku? Target men are a great mid table mid table team strikers, right? Because mid table teams they build up play nice and slow. They cross it in. We don't even do that. We don't even build up play. I mean, I'm not just saying, I'm not blaming this on Lukaku. But what I'm trying to say is that you have a fast transition. There's a lot that teams cannot do. You have a guy like Dres Mertens. Yeah. Okay. You can't really give him the header because he's a short guy. Right. But talk about lethal. You know? Even maybe Alejandro Gomez. Not a bad shout. Just want Griezmann, man. I know it's a lot asking for, but you know. Oh, yeah. He's a perfect fit. He's a perfect fit. He's a perfect fit for the team. Yeah. 
We have height in the midfield. We don't need height on the offense. Right. We need to play the ball on the floor in the final third. Yeah. And the fact that you have to... He's an awesome player. But the fact that you have to bank on Mata coming in to change your game. It's not good. Mata's a beast. I know, but you got to get over him. It's time to move on. He Mata's never even had now. a full, full chance. He's still good. I, we need creative players. We need creative players. You bought Fred for $60 million. You don't pit him in against Man City, a big game. You put Herrera in. Okay, understand. But why do you put Fulani in? Why don't you play Fred? F- Fred's going to Fred's gonna give you work. You know Fulani's not fully fit, but you still play him for 90 minutes. And then you and then after the game, you say, oh, I wish I had Fulani for just the second half, just to put him in as a sub. Right. So why, why did you start him? For and, stability in the midfield. But why don't you have Fred who can cover more ground and add to an attack? At least give a forward ball. Give us a fighting chance on the counterattack. You have two, you know, lanky guys, Matic and Fulani, you know, just stumbling around the midfield. They're going to pass it around us. They're too slow. And that's exactly what they did for their last goal. Fulani reminds me of those blow-up things in front of the stores that flow in the wind. With the orange belly? The uh, fl- wacky, flavor- <laughs> wacky uh, inflatable two men. You know? It looks like the cinnamon stick. I think Mourinho t- told him to cut his hair after <laughs> the game. I think Mourinho told him to cut his hair after the game so you get a little bit faster, you know? Yeah, I mean, speed plus 10. You know, it's not a good Man United team. It's not. I like the team we have. I'm not saying I, I don't like the team they have, but they suck. Yeah. Wow, this is great. Good time and, to hear from me. you know... What's wrong with the team? You know, you had three different coaches, and people are saying, oh, it's the players. People are saying, oh, it's the coach. You know, Man United United are a team that, you know, they say always needs to be attacking. And that's what Mourinho's transitioning to. He's transitioning to a team that can attack. You know, he said last year it was all about the defense, and we barely allowed any goals last year. You know, and this year we let in two-thirds already no, we let in more goals than we did last year already this season. Question. De Bruyne. Yeah. December return. Is that the end of the league? No. I mean, you saw him. He came in as a sub against whoever it was. I don't remember. It was. I think it was a top 16, maybe. I don't remember who it was. But he didn't have, like, one completed pass. He's not ready. Well, he's not ready now. I mean, you've been out, you've been out of the team so long, he's not going to be game fit ready yeah. for a while. I just really don't want to see Man City take it again. I mean, I don't see anybody stopping them. Look at what they do to every team. It's every bad. team. It's bad. You know, now, right now, they that Chelsea tie, big. Now they're four points behind first. Yep. Liverpool only two. You're Liverpool just waiting for around. Man City to drop a game. They drop a game, we're in. As long as you win that week. They drop a game, we're in. But you know, I don't feel like Man City can drop a game. You know, Man City now has got West Ham, Bournemouth, Watford, and then the game we're all waiting for. Man City, Chelsea. That's the game we're all waiting for. I don't think they drop points against Chelsea. Maybe they I do. Don't, I told you against the again I told you when we were discussing Man United uh Man City before the game happened. I said if they score before the twentieth minute they win the game three one. And it happened. Yeah, I mean I think January is going to be the big listen if, the biggest game of the year. If Man City don't drop a game from December to January, the season is over because Liverpool will drop points. Well, that's what I'm in telling December. you. January 3rd, 
Liverpool, Man City. However that game goes, probably going to be the winner. Of the Depending on how Liverpool fare out in December. Yeah. I mean, they have favorable matches, Liverpool. You know, they have Watford, Everton, Burnley, Bournemouth, Wolves, Newcastle. Not many big teams. Right. You know, they have a Man United game against a Man United and that's they not good right now. They could definitely drop points against Wolves. We'll see. And you can't, you can't, you still can't count Man United out when you're playing them. Because they do, like I said, they have that individual ability to just score on you. Yeah. You know? So, they so, just, I don't want to say it's Mourinho's fault. Um, I don't want to say it's a player's fault. I just think we need better players in the back, I yeah. guess. And yeah. more creativity. They can't be scared to give that ball forward. As long as they do that, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was a weekend of exciting matches like we were yeah. looking forward to. Uh, a lot of close games. Uh, some good upsets. Uh, Man City still on top. Liverpool second. Chelsea third. So, we're just going to keep on watching week in and week out. Uh, that's been our Game twelve, game Week 12 recap. And uh, stay tuned and we will preview the next week's games. Thank you. See you.